Hello once again, my brothers and sisters. This is yours truly, Minister Craig Sams. I just want to take this time out to say welcome once again to the Christian Walk Podcast. In today's podcast lesson, we are going to be talking about the coming of the Lord. And we will be coming from the book of 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, the first through the 12th verse. And it says, Now concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and our being gathered together to him, we ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alone, either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. So Paul says a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a letter could mean that false teaching had come from, number one, someone claimed to have had a divine revelation or vision. We have to be careful when people claim to have had visions and God has shown them certain things. We know that everyone that claims to get a revelation from God is not actually getting a revelation from God. Number two, someone passing on a teaching as though it were from Paul. So in our times, you know, the Bible says that we should not be carried away by every wind of doctrine. A lot of new teachings that's coming up and things that uh, people are teaching. Now, we have to check all that stuff in light of scripture and make sure that the scripture backs it up. Amen. We have to be prayerful also about it. And number three, finally, someone distributing a letter supposedly written by Paul. And in today's time, we have to be careful what we read. A lot of books and what have you and things we might read on the Internet concerning what the word of the Lord says. We have to be prayerful and check those things in the light of Scripture. We don't just receive everything as though it came from God. We have to check it. Verse three says, let no one deceive you in any way. For that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. So it says, first of all, there's going to be a rebellion. You know, we know it in Christian circles as the great apostasy or a falling away. That is going to happen. Then it says the man of sin will be revealed, the son of perdition. That's talking about the Antichrist. So that's two things that's going to have to happen before Jesus returns. In Matthew 24 and 6 to the 14th verse, I'm going to be reading through the New Living Translation. It says, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation. It says, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. Now, in the New King James Version, that word nation against nation is actually translated ethnicities. You know, we see the situation even in our own country where there's racial strife going on in our country. And it's getting more and more prevalent to where there's a lot of racial tension in our world today. So that is happening. We see in our world that earthquakes are happening more prevalently. We see that incurable diseases has popped up like AIDS and stuff like that. You know, those are signs of the time. In fact, that's the beginning. The Bible calls it the beginning of sorrows. So we know that we are in 
the very last days. We know that the time of the coming of the Lord is near. Verse 8 says, But all this is only the first of the birth pains. That is, what more to come. Now, it's bad now, but it's going to get worse. So we as believers have to prepare ourselves. We have to be in prayer. And we have to understand, listen, it's not going to get any better. It's gonna, In fact, it's going to get worse. So we have to lock in with God. We have to be prayerful. We have to be in fellowship with God. And we have to prepare for the coming of the Lord. Then verse 9 says, Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. See, this world is increasingly anti-Christian. This nation we live in, this United States of America, is anti-Christian. And it's getting worse and worse. Why? Because we speak the truth, especially certain groups and what have you. They don't like the fact that we say that their lifestyle is wrong. You know, the LGBTQ community, they don't like the fact that we are against their lifestyle. Now, we love them. You know, we love the sinner, but we hate the sin. Amen. And what God calls wrong is wrong. And what God calls right is right. And so we have to take that stand. But many times we're labeled as bigots. We're labeled as being hateful and, and unloving. Why? Because we simply speak the truth. And then it says, verse 10, and many will turn away from me and betray me and hate one another. That's talking about the falling away. Many are going to turn away from Christianity and they're going to betray and hate each other. People are going to turn on one another. And then it says, verse 11, and many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Then it says, verse 12, sin will be rapid everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. So we see sin is more prevalent. People are living openly in sin, even according to worldly standards. Back in the day, certain things people did, they kind of hid it. It, it was shameful to do certain things. It was shameful to to uh to shack, and it was shameful to live in fornication. And you know, a lot of times, people would get mad because they they had that 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 number one that fear of God, and, and number two, the way people were raised, even in in calling to world stand, people wouldn't just do anything. But nowadays, it people are doing whatever open without fear, without without shame. And it says, and the love of many will grow cold. You know, we see now even natural affection, even, you know, we see mothers killing their own babies. I mean, that is, is unnatural for a mother to do that. The love of many will grow cold because of sin. Then it says, verse 13, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And verse 14 says, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear and then the end will come. We're living in a time where the gospel is literally being preached on the airwaves 24-7 because of technology. We are using technology to spread the gospel. Some people say, well, the internet is evil. Technology, that's of the devil. Well, no technology, the internet, and all these things are neutral. They can be used for good or evil. It's all according to how we choose to use it. Okay, question. What and who is the Antichrist? When Paul first wrote to the Thessalonians, they were in danger of losing hope in the second coming. Then they shifted to the opposite extreme. 
Some of them thought that Jesus would be coming at any minute, so they stopped being productive for God. See, God doesn't want us to stop being productive for him. We are to continue on doing what he has called us to do until he arrives. Paul tried to restore the balance by describing certain events that would happen before Christ returned. See, there's two things we should look for before Jesus returns. Number one is the apostasy, the great falling away. You know, many people are going to turn from Christianity. And then number two, the appearance of the Antichrist. The Bible calls him the man of sin. You know, the Bible says there has been many Antichrists, but this man is going to be the Antichrist, the one that Scripture prophesies about, that he's going to do signs and wonders, and he's going to deceive many. It says right here, it is dangerous, however, to label any person as the Antichrist and try to predict Christ's coming based on that assumption. A lot of times people, you know, they say Obama was the Antichrist. Now they're saying Trump is the Antichrist. You know, I don't see that, but people think that anyway. But it's wrong for us to just assume when the Antichrist comes on the scene, we are going to know who he is if we have studied scripture and we know what the word says concerning him. It says Paul mentions a man of lawlessness, not so much so we might attempt to identify him, but so we might be ready for anything that threatens our faith. If our faith is strong, we don't need to be afraid of what lies ahead. See, our task is to be prepared for Christ's return and to spread the good news so that even more people will also be prepared. So our job is to prepare and to help other people prepare. Luke 19 and 11 through the 13th verse says, and I'm reading out the King James Version, it says, And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable, because he was nigh to Jerusalem, and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, Therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. See, there's two things we as Christians should be focused on these times. The word occupy means to busy oneself, that is to trade, and that's in the original language. In other words, it means to keep busy with. We have to keep on being about the Lord's business, what he has called us to do until he returns. The Bible says, blessed is he that when his Lord should come, shall find him doing. See, we have to be busy about the Lord's work. And when Jesus comes back, we want to be busy. He want, we, it's like being on a job, you know, and your boss come around. You don't want to be sitting around chilling <laughs> and a boss pops up on. You know, you want to be busy. And that's what God is saying. Look, be busy until I get back. And then the word occupy also means to dwell in. See, we, we, we are to maintain, number one, maintain our position in Christ. Staying in faith and intimate fellowship with God until he arrives. In other words, we must dwell or abide in him. So the question is, how do I remain in him? Number one, by spending one-on-one time with him. Psalms 91 and 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In other words, God, we're going to abide under the protection of the Almighty. See, here's the thing. We must make time to spend time with God the question isn't whether or not we have time, 
But where does spending time with God rank on our list of priorities? See, we have the time. The question is, are we willing to sacrifice in order to spend time with God? Now, that's something maybe sleep. That's something maybe something we have to do. We can put it on the back burner. But our main priority is to spend time with God in his word and in prayer, in intimate fellowship with him. Number two, we have to busy, busy ourselves with spreading the gospel. In other words, doing the, God, doing the Lord's work. John 9 and 4 says, I must work the work of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. And night can be dead. Night can be the Lord's coming. In other words, we only have a certain amount of time allotted to us to do what God has called us to do. And while we're here, we have to get busy doing the Lord's work. Amen. Second Thessalonians 2 and 4. So we're going back to Second Thessalonians 2 and 4. It says, who opposes and exalts himself against everything so-called God or object of worship, and that stands to Christ, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. So he's going to oppose every other God, and he's going to demand that everybody worship him, and he's going to actually sit in the temple of God. And, you know, it is believed that he's going to actually sit in the temple in Jerusalem. Now, here's the interesting thing. There is no temple in Jerusalem. Not right now. There's the dome of the rock. You know the building we see on TV with the gold dome. That's not the Lord's temple. That's actually a mosque. But the interesting thing is this: on December 6, 2017, U.S. President Donald Trump announced the United States recognition of of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and ordered the planning of the relocation of the U.S. embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. So now Jerusalem is going to once again be the capital of Israel. And then Benjamin Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel, welcomed the decision and praised the announcement. So we see that how the Antichrist is going to sit in the temple if there is no temple. So we see that the temple is going to be built. They're planning to build the temple right now. Prophecy is fulfilling itself before our very eyes. Verse 5 says, Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And you know what is restraining him. And you know what is restraining him now, so that he may be revealed in his time. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. See, there's things that are going on behind the scenes that we can't see with our naked eyes. But that's why we as saints have to be sensitive in the spirit and be watchful. The Bible tells us to watch and pray. Amen. To watch and pray. We ought to be watching, watching what's going on in society, watching the trends and, and the, the, the shifts and the changes of human behavior that's going on in our society. These are clear indicators that we're near to the end. Okay, verse 8 says, And then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord Jesus will kill with his breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all powers and false signs and wonders. So the Antichrist is going to do false signs, false miracles. That's why we're not to be tricked and deceived by miracles, you know. And verse 10 says, With all wicked deception for those who are passionate, because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Verse 11 says, Therefore God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that they all 
may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness see when a person rejects the truth all you have left is a lie so with that being said listen i hope we've enjoyed this lesson and hey let's get ready for the laws coming and let's keep our eyes open be blessed until we meet again in jesus name amen Thank you.